food in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a dynamic duo who share the joy of the Catholic faith through catechesis and conversation on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very happy Friday morning to you, February 17th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this National Random Acts of Kindness Day. I love that song. Isn't that a great song? Oh, Glenn Campbell's phenomenal. Uh, Of course, we know what the amazing guitarist he was, but great songs like that to lift you up on a Friday morning is exactly what we need today. So this is kind of a big deal day. I noticed there's like a whole website for National Random Acts of Kindness. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been going strong. And so if there is the day to go out and do something nice for someone, not that you can't do that every day, but today in particular, because it's National Random Acts of Kindness Day. I remember on one occasion, very proud mama moment, although it did take a little like, you know what, this would be nice of you. I remember once being in a, uh, we were in a Costco and there was a gentleman behind us in line and he was sitting in one of the electric carts because he had a, you know, unable to walk. Sure. And... My kids unloaded his cart for him. Oh. They, my daughter went up. She said, can we unload your cart? And he was like, of course, that would be wonderful. And bloop, bloop, bloop. Simple things like that. That is beautiful. That is exactly a perfect random acts of kindness. So there you go. Yeah. Do something kind today. I'm trying to think, what did I do recently? I did something recent. I know I was at just like I was at a store and it just happened to be... I was going in and there were like, I don't know, four people behind me that were going to go in and I opened the door and I saw that. And so I opened the door and it was like, so I was there because all right four, front. Four, so four, just four, let four them people. all come on in. And then the last person said to me, you could be here all day. <laughs> and I said, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. I'm let happy me get to this do door. that. Again, those are those yeah. little acts that, I mean, that make people feel good. Yeah. I had a person one time, uh, and I can remember very well, I was having, it was just one of those rough days where things yeah. weren't quite going well. And I went to the gas station and a friend of, this was actually Costco, but a friend of ours was uh, the attendant that day. He pumped my gas for me. That's, yeah. Because see, in Washington, we pump right. our own. Yeah, exactly. Not like it is here in Oregon where right. they always do that for <laughs> you. Right. But uh, yeah, I said, you know what? I said I was having a real tough day, but yeah. I said this That's a, yeah. made me feel a lot better. That's, see, just little things. Even even a smile. Yeah. Even a smile to someone can be a random act of kindness. I love it. You know that? So we've got a, speaking of which, we've got a great story coming up in our second cup. How this happened is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Now it's seven o'clock. Second cup is coming up at around 8.40. So you got to listen. And yeah. if you're running errands or whatever, come back to it. Of course, it'll be on the podcast. 
Drew Mariani. Mm-hmm. The who's show. One of our, uh, the show Drew Mariani. We play his beautiful Divine Mercy Chaplet at, uh, I think it's at 1 o'clock mm-hmm. after the Mass uh, that we play at noon. He yeah. comes on, he prays the Chaplet. He was on for Valentine's Day. Uh, one of our Portland local celebrities. That's right. Called in randomly. Yeah. Tell him about a story about some of the wonderful parishioners over at uh, St. Thomas More. Yeah, yeah, it was Father King. That's right. Yeah. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, you, you're going to want to hear this Friday shows are yeah. always the best. So Father, they, yeah. Yeah, we better get started I, with I was going to say, Father King, if you're listening this morning, <laughs> this is it's a beautiful story. So uh, we're, we're going to relive that uh, in the second cup. But yeah, what, what do you have coming up today? Well, no matter how many times the question comes up, David, the Pope's answer is still the same. Questions continue to come up about the possibility of his resignation. Oh, yeah. Comes up again twice, in fact, in his recent trip. That's interesting. And, man, it is a loaded weekend of activities and sports, uh, music. I mean, it's just... A, a big, big weekend. We'll go over some of the oh, things. I'm so excited, David. We got to get this weekend okay. started. Let's go. Let's go. Here's Dana Catherine starting out our show today with Beautiful Love. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's getting harder to separate when you're farther. I feel out of place, out of place It's like your gravity is beckoning Begging me to stay in your beautiful love Your beautiful, beautiful, beautiful love Your beautiful, beautiful, beautiful King of all history Your own mystery And I can't keep away
Duran. That is Dana Catherine and Beautiful Love on this beautiful Friday. It is 7.09 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this National Random Acts of Kindness Day. You know who's very kind? Oh, I know a few people who are very yeah. kind, but I know who you're talking about. I'm talking about Mr. Ken Hellenius. He's going to join us right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, Please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. Find the peace you need by joining Mater Dei Radio and the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app. Throughout the day, you can break away from the stress and worry of your world and journey to the Abbey Church on the hilltop for a live stream of the Liturgy of the Hours. In addition to these peaceful times with the monks, the Hail Mary Media app also features Mater Dei Radio's live broadcast, podcast of all our original programming, including shows available exclusively on the app, an interactive community calendar of Catholic events, your own customizable schedule of personal prayer reminders, and much more. Download some peace into your life today. Look for Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or click materdayradio.com for all the details. Find your peace with the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app from Materday Radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 7-12 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, another cold morning, going to make way for partly sunny afternoon and mild temperatures. Now, temperatures going to warm to the upper 40s today. David, some areas might even hit that 5-0 mark How today. about that? Yeah. Overnight, we're cooling off again to the mid-30s, then mostly cloudy skies on Saturday and Sunday. Looks like rain is returning for the President's Day holiday on a Monday. And all eyes watching midweek next week as colder air fills the valley. 
bringing another possibility mm. of valley snow. All right. It is a little warmer this morning, though. 39 degrees at the Grotto in Portland. And it is also 39 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it's 23 degrees at the Basilica of the Sacred Heart in South Bend, Indiana. Sometimes hilarious, always hilarious. It's Keeping Up with Ken Hilarious on Mater Day Radio. And he is the host of Living Stones, heard every Monday evening at 7.30 right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on your Hail Mary Media app. And he is our man at the University of Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana, where it sounds like it's kind of chilly this morning, is Mr. Ken Hellanius. How are you today? I am well, thank you, David. I got to scrape the windshield of the car before we uh, before we came into work today because it snowed overnight. Oh, how about that? Yeah, it is a yeah. little. Uh, it's still winter time, so I guess that's uh, that's still the case. So uh, that's the, yeah, scraping the window not one of my favorite things to do in the morning. <laughs> no, there's a. I saw a meme the other day that mentioned that uh, we are in what's called the first false. Spring because it was literally 50 degrees this past Sunday. Oh. I was able to take the dog for a walk in my short pants. That's... And then here we are, it snowed overnight. Yes. Oh, yes. Just just when you think it was good, and then, yeah, here it comes. So uh, just teasing yeah. you a little bit. Well, today, by the way, in case you didn't know, is uh, National Random Acts of Kindness Day. Well, I did not know that. Yes. Uh, I guess that means I should throw away all of my plans and only do things randomly. <laughs> that is right. And only with kindness. And only with kindness. There's the rub, right? That, that's, yeah. that's the rub right there. Hey, I was going to ask you, too, because I haven't talked to you. Did you enjoy your uh, trip to the Sundance Film Festival? I had a wonderful time, yes. I saw some fantastic films, including I saw both films won the jury prize. Oh. So uh, both the documentary, which was a, a wonderful film called The Eternal Memory, a very uh, a painful film to watch about a couple, a Chilean couple where the husband is experiencing um, Alzheimer's and her husband, his husband is, or his wife is caring for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, the, uh, the other film was called a thousand and one. And it was uh, about a, an African-American family in New York city and kind of the challenges of growing up and the importance of fathers and families and the strength of mothers. And uh, it was, they were both powerful films mm. that were, again, hard to watch, but yeah. I think very important stories. And so uh, I was delighted to see those. Those won both of the of the pri- jury prizes from the uh, Sundance Festival. Wonderful. So I was pretty excited about that. And again, what were the titles? A Thousand and One is the, uh, is the um, uh, film that won the kind of what, uh, what a, you know, kind of the story prize, right? And then the documentary was called "The Eternal Memory." Okay, so those may be making it to a theater near yeah. you sometime soon. I have to watch for those for sure. Yeah. Well, here we are. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. We were talking about Advent and, and Christmas time, but uh, guess what? Lent is right around the corner. Of course, Ash Wednesday coming up next week, and so away we go on our Lenten journey. I was thinking about Ash Wednesday and, and thinking about you just from the standpoint of your great knowledge of history. What is the story of Ash Wednesday? How did that whole, how did it come about? You know, that's a fantastic question because Lent, really the, the season, the entire season of Lent is, uh, is very biblical, right? We, we think of the 40 days that lead between Ash Wednesday and the 40 days really that lead up to 
the, the passion, death, and resurrection of the Lord. So Ash Wednesday is a practical beginning. It's a, a, a day uh, that just happens to be 40 liturgical days, uh, or kind of 40 days, it really works out to 42, 43 days uh, before uh, Easter Sunday, the mm-hmm. Sunday of the Resurrection. So, uh, you know, you have to kick it off at some point. Um, in in the modern Church, Ash Wednesday, uh, in modern meaning kind of post-Second Vatican Council, Ash Wednesday is the very beginning of the penitential season. Um, before the Second Vatican Council, uh, the Sundays would be counted uh in the number of weeks leading up to uh, to Easter itself. And so they would have Septuagesima and Sexagesima Sundays. That, that meant seven weeks, six weeks before, and things like that. So right. the, the actual penitential season started a little before Ash Wednesday, before the Second Vatican Council and the reforms of uh, Pope St. Uh, Paul VI. Mm-hmm. So Ash Wednesday then is, is our kickoff day, of course, we are in right now what's called the season of carnival, uh, you know, the carnival season or the Mardi Gras season, as right. it would be known better in America. Um, carnival is a word that means farewell to meat. Uh, carne, of course, uh, chili con carne is chili with meat. Sure. Uh, carne vale, uh, the Latin word vale means farewell. So farewell to meat is the season we're in right now. Wow, I never um, knew that. That's very interesting. Yeah, and uh, as a matter of fact, so you should make sure you have your uh, your chili con carne, yes. and your, your various meats uh, this weekend. Get them out of the house. There you that go. That was the point, was to eliminate them prior to the Lenten fast beginning. As a matter of fact, this Sunday in our uh, in the Eastern Catholic churches uh, is called Cheese Fair Sunday, meaning farewell to cheese, mm. because their, fa- their fast includes fasting from dairy. Okay. It's a great fast, uh, as they call it. Great as in large and huge and voluminous, not great as in you're really going to enjoy this. Right. Um, <laughs> we in the West, you know, it's interesting. In our prayer during Lent, we actually, uh, the Church refers to this as a joyful season. So we will hear during Lent, in the preface to the Eucharistic prayer, we will hear this praise, By your gracious gift each year, your faithful await the sacred paschal feasts with the joy of minds made pure, so that, more eagerly intent on prayer and on the works of charity, and participating in the mysteries by which they have been reborn, they may be led to the fullness of grace that you bestow on your sons and daughters. Mm. So that's from the Eucharistic prayer, you know, pointing out that this season, though we're depriving ourselves, you know, we are in order to focus more diligently on the on the fact that we have been reborn in Christ in baptism and that God pours his graces upon us. And so all of our fasting and almsgiving and prayer are meant to focus us so that we can, as it says, to have our minds made pure. Right. And that is actually joyful because God is the joy and the goal of, of all of our prayer, mm-hmm. fasting, and almsgiving. And so that's really what this is about. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because uh, speaking of Ash Wednesday, even though it is technically not a holy day of obligation, it is still one of the most attended Masses, I think, of the year. Oh, absolutely. And this is one that actually we share, you know, even our a lot of our separated brothers and sisters in the Protestant churches that are that would be considered, you know, not necessarily liturgical churches. Um 
but they also preserve Ash Wednesday as a beginning of this season of preparation. Even if even if Lent isn't a thing in in their churches, for us obviously Lent is what's called a privileged season, meaning the Lenten days trump just about anything else, right. except for solemnities. Right. So we will in Lent we always uh, manage to see the solemnity of the Annunciation of our Lord, you know, nine months before Easter, will come right. on March 25th, the solemnity of St. Joseph on March 19th, uh, for our Irish brothers and sisters, the solemnity of St. Patrick. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are certain days that are considered so awesome that they do trump Lent. But for the most part, Lent is a privileged season, meaning it has the, the pride of place us. And uh, yeah, Ash Wednesday is this kickoff. And like you say, it's not a holy day of obligation. It's actually kind of a, it's a really strange day on the on the liturgical calendar because it doesn't have an evening prayer one. It doesn't begin with with nightfall of the night before, like, like usually solemnities and feasts do. It begins basically in the morning of Ash Wednesday itself. It's a day unto itself, and it's not a day of obligation, but it is a day that is really good to go, because it reminds us. It's that day when we are reminded that we begin what's called a campaign of Christian service. Right. Uh, that we'll hear in the opening prayer. Uh, it's very much an image of um, taking up our battle against spiritual evil, as the uh, opening prayer says. That's what the day is all about. And one one final word from you then, as we wrap it up. What do they say when they put the ashes on your forehead? So there are a couple options, actually. They can say either uh, repent and believe in the gospel, or remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. That's right, and that's how we'll finish it this morning. He is Ken Hellenius, host of Living Stones, and our man at the University of Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana. Ken, always great to talk with you, and uh, we wish you well on your Lenten journey. And you too. Talk to you, uh, talk to you in this privileged season that we're about to join. All right. God bless. And it is 723 here at Mater Day Radio. There was a lot of information in that interview. That is, I'm falling over when he said carnival. Carne. Carne, certainly. It means meat. Yeah. Val, I think of valle, go with God. Yeah. It means go away with, get rid of the meat. Wow. That's, that's one I'm going to remember. Yeah. If you want to listen and kind of unpack that again, what Ken was just talking about for this Lenten season, head over to our webpage. You will be able to listen to that interview again. You can also access it on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. CYO is the only youth sports program in Oregon that inspires athletes to learn respect and dignity while building confidence, friendships, and teamwork through faith in God instilled by Catholic teachings. CYO enriches lives and builds a stronger faith community by bringing Jesus Christ to youth through sports participation. With every CYO sport, our coaches and staff inspire today's youth to become faith-filled leaders. Track and field registration is now open. Register at cyocamphoward.org. 
Help the kids in your life experience personal growth in a team atmosphere, fueling their future to become winners through Christ. Summer camp registration is open, and we are currently hiring camp counselors as well as officials for CYO track and field. Visit CYOCampHoward.org for more information. Thank you, and God bless you. Is God calling you to do something different with your life? Join Mater Day Radio's team as our new grant writer. Shape the future of Catholic media through this dynamic part-time position, offering you competitive pay and an exciting opportunity for remote work with flexible hours to suit your schedule. Get more details on the grant writer position and how to apply at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com to join us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life at Mater Day Radio. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 726 in Mater Day Radio and a tragic accident on Mount Bachelor. We'll have the details in the news. And after the March for Life in Washington, D.C., a group was told to cover their pro-life t-shirts to enter the National Archive Museum. Today, not only do they get an apology, getting a private tour. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Dante Schmidt and Alive in Me. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. You are my song and my voice of praise. You are my hope and my hope for change. You are alive in me, lifting my soul burning bright through the dark and cold when I thought I'd lost my way. You were my truth that never changed. And you were my comfort when I fell from grace. You were alive in me, lifting my soul, burning bright through the dark I'm hanging on to 
That is Dante Schmidt and Alive in Me. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, Pope Francis addressed once again the question of whether he will resign the papacy in two conversations with Jesuit priests in Africa this month. The Pope said February 2nd, during a conversation with 82 Jesuits in the Democratic Republic of Congo, I believe that the Pope's ministry is ad vitam, that means for life. I see no reason why it should not be so. The Pope, repeating information he had revealed in a prior interview, said that he did sign a letter of resignation two months after his election as Pope in case he should become incapacitated. The Pope again addressed the question of his possible resignation in a meeting with Jesuit priests in South Sudan on February 4th. He mentioned again the letter he signed in case his health should deteriorate to a point and he could not resign and pointed to the resignation letter of Venerable Pope Pius XII, who prepared one in case he should be kidnapped by Hitler. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. And when several people in Washington, D.C. for the March for Life visited the National Archives Museum last month, they were dismayed when staff told them to cover up the pro-life messaging on their clothing or leave the building. Today, National Archive Administrator signed a legal agreement to ensure that such an incident won't happen again and offered the plaintiffs a tour of the National Archive Museum as well as a personal apology. Now, whether this agreement heads off litigation against the federally funded museum remains to be seen. The plaintiffs had filed a suit February 8 with the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia, charging the National Archives with violating their First Amendment and Fifth Amendment rights, as well as the Federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Well, friends and family are mourning the death of 79-year-old Larry Godfrey. The San Diego resident died following a skiing accident on Central Oregon's Mount Bachelor on Wednesday. Stacey Hutchinson, a spokesperson for Mount Bachelor, confirmed the fatality. It was the eighth death on the mountain since 2018. Hutchinson said the skier was flown by helicopter to St. Charles Bend, where he died. Godfrey was reportedly wearing a helmet and skiing on the mountain's Winoga run when the accident happened. A friend of Godfrey said Godfrey was an advanced skier and was shocked to learn of the crash, given how long Godfrey had been skiing and how well he skied. Godfrey is survived by two daughters, two grandchildren, a sister and a brother. Well, Tigard High School will not have classes today after receiving a threat of violence towards the school the district announced Thursday night. The Tigard Tualatin School District says they are gathering information on the credibility of the threat and are working with local police as well as school resource officers to investigate the situation. Now, the district said, out of an abundance of caution, we are prioritizing the safety of our students and staff and closing Tigard High School on Friday. Now, there is expected to be an update from law enforcement by this afternoon. Well, a drug that can rapidly reverse opioid overdoses could soon be available to anyone without a prescription. The Food and Drug Administration Advisory Committee on Wednesday voted unanimously to recommend that the agency allow a nasal spray version of naloxone to be sold over the counter. Naloxone, also sold under the brand name Narcan, is a medication that can be used 
or has been used for decades to quickly reverse the effects of an overdose from opioids, including prescription painkillers, as well as heroin and fentanyl. Committee members said the move would save lives. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention reports that drug overdoses are currently the leading cause of accidental deaths in the United States, killing more than 107,000 people in 2021. More than 80,000 of those deaths involved opioids. A final decision by the FDA is expected next month. Well, it began yesterday and stages and performance venues across the Portland metro area will be packed with some of the biggest names in jazz music. David, this Uh, is all about you. This is my wheelhouse right here. Now, the 2023 Portland Jazz Festival kicks off Thursday, February 16th, runs through Saturday, February 25th. The festival is in its 20th year. Now, the two-week event takes place at more than 30 venues across the area. Not all of the shows will require tickets purchased ahead of time. There will be a number of singers and bands performing at venue for free, along with education events like a lecture series, jazz and blues conversations, a drum clinic and a beat workshop. The nonprofit PDX Jazz has organized the festival each February to celebrate Black History Month. So PDX Jazz has a great website. And yeah. it, it outlines all of the uh, events and musicians that, are, that will be in town. It has a page on all of the free events. So you can find those and, and go to those and uh Hiatus Coyotes in town. As Are well. they? Yes. That's one of your favorites. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. So anyway, great event. So I, 20 years too. That's 20 great. years. Yeah. I love this, how it's spread out across the city yeah. too. It's not just always at one venue. I mean, you can get, that's a lot of access for people to get to the festival. Yeah, and some of the free events are like at hotels in oh. different locales. And oh. so, yeah, they make it very accessible. A nice cocktail and some jazz music on a Saturday evening. There you go. It's a nice time. I like it. Well, in sports, college basketball last night at the Child Center, University of Portland women's team notched another win. Uh Yeah, defeating St. Mary's 77-66. Maisie Burnham leading the way, scoring a career-high 29 points. So with the West Coast Conference record now of 13-2, Portland has one more home game. That's tomorrow against Pacific at 3 p.m. It's also Senior Day. So if you want to go out and celebrate the the women's basketball team at UP, great uh, afternoon to do that. Men's Hoops, Washington State routed Oregon State 80-62 last night in Pullman. Well, believe it or not, the college baseball season gets underway today. How about that? Oregon, Oregon State, and the University of Portland are all in action. So the Ducks host Xavier at 3 o'clock this afternoon in Eugene. Beavers are in Surprise, Arizona, where they get started against New Mexico this morning at 11. And the Pilots are on the road. They take on Utah Tech in St. George, Utah, their game today at 3 o'clock. So play ball. I'm ready. You know, and I wanted to mention this too. I saw this yesterday. Uh, Baseball fans, particularly professional baseball fans, will certainly remember Tim McCarver. He was a great baseball player in his day and a longtime broadcaster for baseball. He passed away. And so wanted to make that announcement. God rest his soul. Yep. Well, the annual construction of an ice chapel at Michigan Technological University has been completed and their ice mass 
celebrated. Nice. This is the third iteration of the annual Ice Chapel, which has become a mainstay of Michigan Tech Winter Carnival. This year's Ice Chapel was the biggest yet and allowed for a huge crowd to gather outdoors, standing room only venue. According to Michigan Tech, it took a little more than two weeks to complete the open air structure built by packing snow and pounding it into shape. Now, in footage of a February 10th Ice Chapel service, dozens can be seen packed into the Ice Chapel, affectionately referred to as Our Lady of the Snows. There were even students standing atop the snowy wall so they could take part in the celebration. Now, this annual endeavor is overseen by St. Albert the Great University Parish, which has been serving the Catholic students of MTU since 1963. Now, the students, many of whom study one form or another of engineering, they bring their skills to the table while guided by Father Ben Hass, well, who's building snow forts since he was in the Boy Scouts. Now, Father Hass is also on hand for the masses celebrated at Our Lady of Snows. Unfortunately, the region experienced some unseasonably warm weather in recent days, and St. Albert's announced on Facebook that the Ice Chapel took a bit of a beating uh, in this warm weather. That's too bad. As a result, they would have to cancel their last Mass, but they still would be able to use the space to offer confessions in the chapel's ice confessional all right it's beautiful yeah. they actually uh pour water colored water into um kind of sheets yeah and let it freeze out in the weather yeah and they break it up and they form um stained glass windows oh that's beautiful it's a beautiful yeah. they do the mass at night and they light it up yeah that's it's cool. incredible it's time to find out what's going on in our catholic community and this Saturday from 9 to 10 o'clock, it is the weekly Catholic in Recovery. It's happening at St. Matthew's Parish in Hillsborough and also a meeting at Sacred Heart Parish in Portland. Now, Catholic in Recovery is available to anyone dealing with any kind of addiction or unhealthy attachment used in connection with a faithful practice of the sacraments. There is great spiritual fruit in these meetings. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar. You're going to find it under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, just in time for Lent, we're going to be talking about living with less. It's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my Mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, 
but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Modern Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 7.43 at Mater Day Radio. Well, just a slight chance of showers this morning and then partly cloudy skies later today. We'll have a high of around 50 degrees, a little warmer than it has been. 20% chance of rain overnight tonight, low of 37. And then for Saturday, cloudy skies, high of 47. Currently, it is 39 degrees at St. Frederick's Catholic Church in St. Helens. And 29 degrees at St. Paul Church in Eugene. Well, do your possessions spark joy in your heart? Well, in our materialistic society, we're often plagued with the slow torture of accumulated stuff. And if you're like me, it really creates a lot of disharmony. It also prevents us from living in the present moment and keeps us from setting our eyes on heaven. The little way of living with less is a spiritual journey guided by St. Therese of Lisieux towards a less is more manner of living. And author Lorraine Bennett set out on a journey to downsize, declutter, and grow in virtue. You can read about it in her new book, The Little Way of Living with Less, Learning to Let Go with a Little Flower. Lorraine is joining me this morning to share more about what she learned in the process. Good morning, Lorraine. Thanks for joining the show again. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. It's a real delight to be here again. Well, Lorraine, I I really am interested in this because I'm in a process of, well, my children are moving out and I've got this empty house and I'm not quite sure where to begin or what to do with this stuff. <laughs> you know, why did you decide to embark on this journey and really relieve yourself of the excess? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yes, that's a great question. In fact, it was... Uh, you know, for more than 20 years, we raised our family in one of those typical suburban McMansions. <laughs> you know, they're far, far away from where you work. In fact, in our case, it was like an hour and a half each way. Um, and one day, finally, uh, you know, our kids had moved out. We're empty nesters. My husband says to me, you know, Lorraine, we're only living in 10% of this house. And yet we spend a lot of time and money fixing, you know, fixing the roof and repairing the leaks and cleaning the house and all that sort of thing. And, and he says, in fact, it's a really a 4,000 square foot storage unit 
for our kids stuff and, and the stuff they don't even want. And so we decided that, you know, we were going to try to do this and downsize and declutter and all that. And, you know, minimalism is, and decluttering and small living are very popular themes uh, today. But I didn't realize how hard it was until I started. And uh, boy, it was it was really tough. And I realized that there's some serious virtues underlying these these trends. And so I wanted to explore those virtues involved in, in the spiritual realities that we face when we're trying to let go and detach from all our possessions. Lorraine, you are speaking directly to my heart. Everything you just said, I understand completely. And, and you know, my husband and I we were having this discussion about, well, you know, why why do we have all this stuff in this big house full of this stuff? And for me, I look at it as the memory of of our mm-hmm. lives together with the children, the memories of them playing in that bonus room, the memories of them coming down those stairs to stockings and presents on Christmas. Those are the types of things that I, I feel like maybe I place too much value in. Why does our stuff hold that spot for us? And how do we detach the emotion from the object? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, this is a... a a, a perennial question, uh, and and it, it, secular writers as well as spiritual writers write about this. How do we detach? And the thing that's fascinating is our possessions, if we are not careful, our possessions begin to possess us, and that's what we really want to avoid, I think. And And the thing that's wonderful is those great memories that you have, and you won't lose those memories even if you do not have the same physical house, um, but that's exactly the sort of thing that I was facing, and I had invested even uh, very, you know, heavy-duty, uh, you know, attachments into the physical objects themselves, and then when I'm tr- when I am trying to downsize because we moved into a little tiny place that's only um, eleven hundred square feet. Basically, nothing fit in there, <laughs> and yeah. so we actually had to get rid of the stuff. And uh, now we were we were forced to. And um, and I'm like, no, you know, kicking and screaming kind of thing. You know, <laughs> but then I realized when I tried to give them give things away, like to our kids, they didn't have the same attachments. They weren't they weren't invested in it the way I was. And wow. so I started to little by little to realize that. So it was kind of my problem as opposed to they didn't have, they had the great memories too, but they didn't feel the same way about the objects or the place necessarily. Um, and so it was, it was kind of fascinating. And like, we we're trying to give our kids stuff like, don't you want this, um, this, this solid wood dresser that you used as a kid? And, and it's in such great shape. You could never buy one like this at Ikea, right? And do you want it? Yeah. No. <laughs> they didn't want it. Uh. I know they didn't want it. Do they want their trophies that were in our filling up our basement? No, they did not. <laughs> so yeah, so we we realized very quickly that there was not the same attachment to things that we had, and so it was quite a process. And uh, and in fact, it's 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 more than just possessions. It's also we want to establish that detachment from all. All created things, and Mm -hmm. and we want to be attached primarily to God. And as Saint Therese herself said, she said, "The only good thing is to love God with all 
all one's heart and to stay poor in spirit. And she practiced that poverty of spirit so heroically throughout her life, her short life. Um, and she wrote about it so beautifully in the story of the soul. And that's something that we all we want to strive for as well. But it's a it's a very difficult thing to detach and to really keep our priorities straight. And that's that's pretty much what I was writing about in oh, the book. Absolutely. The well, the name well the name of that book is the little way of a living with less learning to let go with a little flower. The author is Lorraine Bennett, and she is joining me today. I love this saint. St. Therese of Lusso, you know, the little flower, the little way. But Lorraine, you know, with all of the stuff around us, our commercials, uh, we don't even need to leave our homes to get it. They, they just send it right to you. And it's all these things that they tell you we need to be happy oh, yeah. in this world. But, you know, St. Therese didn't have that kind of worldly influence on our life. Why is she the perfect saint to kind of help invoke her prayers for you as you learn to let go of your stuff. Yeah, well, in fact, you know, she was um, she was raised in a upper-middle-class family, and so she, she actually can speak to us a little bit about that because she had a very... Um, a very, a very, you know, not well-to-do, but well, they she actually had servants in her house, but, you know, she had beautiful things surrounding her. She had, um, you know, she was able to appreciate the good things of life, and she had what she called her coming out uh, sort of uh, week when she was visiting her home at, um, in Alençon was her birthplace, actually, and her parents went back to visit, and she said they she was they were kind of like you know really whining and dining them so to speak, and showing them all the beautiful things and the and she was attract actually attracted to these beautiful things. So she wasn't one of those people who you know had no like had no uh, attraction to the things that we are all also attracted to to material things um, because she is a modern saint. Um, but yet she knew at a very young age that she did not want to go that route. So she very, she, she actually prayed to God that he would not allow her to be so attracted to all that glitters, let's say, um, and, and to lose sight of what was the most important thing in her life, which was her, her love for God and, um, and the fact that she really wanted to be a great saint. And so she remained focused. And she perfected her little way um, for the, the nuns in the convent and ultimately for everyone um, after she died when they published her autobiography. So just her a focus on the little things and the importance of, of every small, tiny sacrifice, no matter how small it is, uh, to offer to God with love and that um, detachment from material things, which did which did play in, in, you know, had a, an effect in her life as well. So that's kind of why I, I felt like she really spoke to my heart because I knew she, she's a normal human being who, who experienced these things. And we, of course, living in this, you know, abundance, of course, she didn't have what we have here with, you know, Amazon Prime delivering things at every sure. moment. Um, yep. But we can still look to her to practice the virtues that she practiced, which was, 
detachment and trust and simplicity and gratitude and poverty of spirit. Lorraine, let our listeners know where they're going to be able to get a copy of The Little Way of Living with Less. Uh, You could go to sophiainstitute.com and you can place your order there. And I hope you do. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey into giving up your things. And uh, really, thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you so much. It was a real pleasure, pleasure to talk to you today. And it is 7.55 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Friday morning, Friday evening. View from the pew tonight? Is it? Is it? I believe it is. It is. All We've right. got a fun story to find out how things go well, and sometimes they don't go well when you're on a family trip. All right. That's 7.30 this evening, Mater Day Radio, of course, or anytime on your Hail Mary media app. Support for Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Is God calling you to do something different with your life? Join Mater Day Radio's team as our new grant writer. Shape the future of Catholic media through this dynamic part-time position, offering you competitive pay and an exciting opportunity for remote work with flexible hours to suit your schedule. Get more details on the grant writer position and how to apply at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com to join us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life at Mater Day Radio. Some are morning people. (sighs) Others are not. (laughs) Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 757 at Mater Day Radio and uh, Tesla looking at a recall. We'll tell you about it in the news. And popular and well-known Catholics from the big screen, small screen, even from the altar come together to help you have a very holy Lent. I'll tell you about it coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Alexis Falconeri was a successful merchant. He flourished in the Florentine trade scene and later found a fraternity of incredible support. Alexis and six others began gathering together in prayer and thanksgiving, reflecting on their love for Our Lady as early as 1225. They began to refer to themselves as the servants of Mary. Some called it a brave move, 
but others might have called Alexis and his friends crazy. But one day after meeting up in 1233, they decided to give up everything and seclude themselves. On the Feast of the Assumption of Mary, they received a vision of Mary herself. She came to them and instructed them to officially establish their order of penance and prayer, adopt the black scapular, and follow the rule of St. Augustine. Alexis and his six fellow founders retreated to the outskirts of the city, leaving behind successful businesses, their families, and any wealth that they had acquired. Each of them had something to sacrifice, but each of them willingly chose to give back to God the gifts they had graciously received. It didn't take long for their way of life to be noticed by others in La Camariza. Travelers and pilgrims would come to meet these holy men, seeking spiritual direction and a glimpse into the lives of the servants of Mary. In 1249, the order received their official approval and began the long process of becoming an official order, but by then, they already had thousands of members and houses established throughout Europe. Of the seven founders, Alexis was the only one not to become ordained. He remained a lay brother throughout his life, not feeling worthy enough to be ordained. But that didn't mean he felt less called to remain at the order and continue living the life he now found fulfillment in. Alexis knew that he still had a lot to offer the servants of Mary. Because of his life as a successful merchant, Alexis was entrusted basically as the order manager. He obtained the material and financial needs of the community, usually through humbly begging in the streets when nothing else could be done. Alexis knew he wasn't doing this for himself, but rather for his suffering brothers and sisters, especially those who suffered alone. Alexis went on to help construct the Servite Church in Calfaggio and remained with the order until his death in 1310. He was the only surviving founder who was present when Pope Benedict XI approved the order officially. The Servite order is still active today and is ministering to the sick and those in isolation. They live a beautiful life of prayer and penance, giving everything they have back to God in praise. Alexis and his six fraternal brothers are now known as the Seven Holy Founders and were canonized in 1888 by Pope Leo XIII. It's one thing to say that we could be like St. Alexis and the other Holy Founders, have the ability to drop everything and follow Christ through the heart of Mary, but it's another thing to actually do it. The courageous strength and humble trust of these seven holy men was what stopped the rich man in the Gospels. They had everything, comfortable lives, loving families, successful careers, and yet in the eyes of the world, they gave away everything without hesitation. May we too have the courage and strength to freely surrender everything to God and hourly live a life of prayer and service that St. Alexis and the Holy Founders modeled. St. Alexis Falconeri, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Matre Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at matredayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. In his message for Lent 2023, Pope Francis encouraged Catholics to listen to what Jesus wants to tell them through the scriptures and through others. Using the story of Jesus' transfiguration as a launching point, Pope Francis addressed both the journey of Lent and the Catholic Church's ongoing Synod on Synodality in the message released today. Pope Francis said one of the ways Jesus speaks to us is through the Word of God, which we can hear at Mass. But if one cannot attend Mass during the week, it is a good idea to still read the daily readings of the liturgy the Pope encouraged. Now, the Vatican's dicastery for promoting integral human development announced that it will hold a communication campaign based on Pope Francis' Lenten message. Beginning on Ash Wednesday, the dicastery will present every week via its website a new step 
on the journey of Lent. The campaign with him on the mountain, Lenten penance and the synodal journey will include reflection questions based on scripture passages and the Pope's message. You know, it's a great little book to have, the Magnificat. Oh. Have you ever seen those? I love yeah. Magnificat. I used yeah. to get a regular subscription to that yeah. because it had all of the daily readings. Yeah. It's like a monthly magazine. Had uh, your daily prayer in it, some stories of the saints, some beautiful messages of yeah. art. Artwork Beautiful in sacred it. Yeah. art. Yeah. Yep. Great little book. Well, in what it is calling a recall, the National Transportation Safety Administration is telling Tesla it needs to reboot its full self-driving system in over 360,000 vehicles on U.S. roads. According to the agency, the system being tested by thousands of Tesla owners makes unsafe actions, such as traveling straight through an intersection while in a turn-only lane, failing to come to a complete stop at stop signs, or going through an intersection during a yellow traffic light without proper caution. In addition, the system may not adequately respond to changes in posted speed limits, or it may not account for the driver's adjustment in speed. Tesla notes that it will fix the concerns with an online software update in the coming weeks, but notes it does not agree with an agency analysis of the problem. Well, a pilot program that required drivers to buy a timed permit to visit a seven-mile stretch of the Columbia River Gorge last year won't be back this summer. The Oregon Department of Transportation said the program in its current form is too expensive to maintain. The project was meant to address congestion and safety concerns along the highway. ODOT deemed the program a success and said it did make the freeway safer because of the lack of vehicles on the narrow highway. But turns out it was too expensive. The state estimated that the program cost more than half a million dollars to run. But when all of the costs were factored in, it most likely cost closer to $1 million. Now, the only place where timed use permits will be required this year, Multnomah Falls. Now, the exact dates are not released yet, but at least will be required from Memorial Day to Labor Day. So I, I didn't drive through there during this time period, mm-hmm. but did they actually have somebody there monitoring drivers going through? I don't know. I don't know, don't know how it works. I didn't know how it worked yeah. either. I did not make any trips through that water. It's that waterfall trail. Sure, it's not yeah. a, I mean, I made the drive down 84, yeah. but not often and following those uh, those. I don't know, trail of, of waterfalls, so right. I'm not sure, right. but uh, not going to have to worry about <laughs> yeah. it anymore Smooth anyway. Now, yeah. Well, a lot of concerned residents in South Texas Wednesday evening when they heard a ground-rattling explosion. Nobody knew what it was, was until there was a news conference with the Hidalgo County Sheriff, Eddie Guerra, yesterday. Authorities believe a meteorite what? struck around 5.30 p.m., So two pilots flying near Houston reported seeing an apparent meteorite, Guerrero said, citing a report he received from the FBI. Now, while meteorite strikes are not unusual, Guerrero wanted to reassure people who have been concerned about multiple objects over U.S. airspace Uh that have been shot down in recent days. So the National Weather Service in Brownsville, Texas, said a satellite system designed to measure lightning strikes also detected the apparent meteorite oh. as there were no storms in the area at the time, but it picked up on that. And so 
But apparently a loud explosion wow. and people are like, what was that? Treasure hunters might be out with their yeah. uh, equipment trying to find this. Let me just say right now, don't touch it, guys. Maybe hot. It, it, yeah, yeah, don't touch it. You don't yeah. know where it's been. It would be interesting <laughs> to see what the size of it, by the time it hits the ground, it's like, you know, a little tiny it's rock. It's a little tiny rock. Yeah. yeah, you're probably not going to be able to tell it apart from other things. Well, Digard High School will not have classes today after receiving a threat of violence toward the school and the district announced Thursday night. The Tiger Tualatin School District says they are gathering information on the credibility of the threat and are working with local police as well as school resource officers to investigate the situation. Out of an abundance of caution, we are prioritizing the safety of our students and staff and closing Tigard High School, the announcement said. There is expected to be an update from law enforcement by this afternoon. All right. Well, no football this weekend. Yes, or last oh, that, that was, was it. it. That was it. Oh, the thank goodness. Grand finale with the Super Bowl last weekend. But it is a busy weekend in sports with a couple of big events on Sunday, including the NBA All-Star Game from Salt Lake City, featuring the Portland Trailblazers and Damian Lillard. Now, a lot of all-star activities going on this weekend, too, including the three-point contest. Blazers' Anthony Simons, who was supposed to compete in the three-point contest, yeah, he had to bow out because, remember, he sprained his ankle pretty severely Oh, yeah. in, in Portland's game against uh, Washington on Tuesday night. Uh, no word how long he's going to be out now, but I think it's going to be a while. Damian Lillard will still be in the three-point shooting contest as well as he's in the game itself, so we'll get a chance to see Dame. Uh, it's also the start of the NASCAR season as the green flag drops on the Daytona 500. <gasps> That's how about this weekend? That? That's this weekend. I'm watching. Daytona Beach, Florida. Alex Bowman is your pole sitter. So the iconic race also welcomes the return of seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson, who left the series a couple years ago to what? race IndyCars. But he's back. He's in the race. So the Great American Race, as it's known, dates back to 1959 with the first winner being... Lee Petty, the patriarch of the famous Petty Racing family, which includes, of course, his son Richard Petty, one of the all-time greats in racing history. So the Daytona 500 this Sunday. I'm going to be watching Cole Trickle. <laughs> I don't know if he's in it. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg knows all about dieting and exercise. However, add to this his deep faith and his willingness to share how important it is to him. And the father of four is the perfect candidate to guide us in a Lent on fasting. Now, Wahlberg himself is a fan of intermittent fasting and sometimes goes 48 hours without food. So for him, Lenten fasting shouldn't be maybe a little easier. However, for most of us, the idea of going without food for a prolonged period of time can be a little daunting. Thankfully, Wahlberg is lending his expertise and his faith to join Hallow along with some other well-known faces, including Jonathan Rumi and Jim Caviezel, who will be providing meditations on the imitation of Christ each Monday and Wednesday in the Lent. And silent prayer on Thursdays, Wahlberg will be providing fasting motivation on Fridays of Lent. In addition to the notable actors, Father Mike Schmitz will give homilies on the Sundays, and Immaculee Ilibigiza, who survived the Rwandan genocide with the help and the power of prayer, will guide listeners on Thursdays with devotional prayer. 
And then finally, Mother Olga, the founder and mother servant of the Daughters of Mary of Nazareth, will encourage us through weekly almsgiving and charity challenges on Saturday. It's wonderful to see how technology is enabling us to have much needed support and guidance to make the most of Lent. Well, not to be outdone, Mater Day Radio's Hail Mary mm-hmm. media app. What a wonderful resource. It is ready and geared up to help you have the most holy Lent ever. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Sunday at 7 o'clock, it is swing dancing again for young adults at Aquinas Hall at Holy Rosary Parish here in Portland. Young adults ages 18 to 35 are invited to come for monthly swing dancing. Great opportunity to meet Catholics from different parishes in the area. There will be basic swing and waltz sessions every month. Please dress in semi-formal attire a three dollar cover charge on that and remember you can find details on these and other events go to the community calendar materdayradio.com and the hail mary media app and we check in with solidarity health share right after the forecast support for mater day radio comes from our leadership circle members including best buy in town landscape supply since 1984 best buy in town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services including bark dust blowing rock soil sod and recycler of yard debris located at 2200 cornelius pass road in hillsborough online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665 This is Brother Louis-Marie de Montfort. Please join me in the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your sacred heart, the salvation of souls, and in reparation for sins committed against the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate hearts of Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. It may be hard to believe, but Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent are just days away. Get ready for this special season in the church with help from Mater Dei Radio. Unite with us in prayer during our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic Reflections that will enrich your life. Mater Dei Radio is also eager to pray for your personal requests through our prayer hotline, You can send an intention to our prayer team now by clicking the pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com or call directly to the prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. 
That's 503-285-3737. Lent will be here before you know it. Make sure you're ready to pray with the Hail Mary Media app and Matrade Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 814 at Monterey Radio. We're going to see some clouds out there this morning. Just a slight chance of a shower or two. High of 50 degrees today, then a 20% chance of showers overnight tonight. Low of 37. For Saturday, cloudy skies, a high of 47. Currently, it is 40 degrees at the Immaculate Heart of Mary Catholic Church up in Kelso. And it's 37 degrees at Blanchette High School in Salem. Well, Catholics worldwide recently observed the World Day of the Sick, and its focus is to pray and share in our ailing brothers and sisters' suffering. Pope John Paul II established the day 31 years ago in hopes to urge people to pray for the sick and their caretakers. The Pope wrote extensively on the subject of suffering and considered that it has always been a redeeming process through Christ. Well, joining me today to discuss the importance of caring for the sick is Chris Faddis. He is the co-founder and president of Solidarity HealthShare, a nonprofit healthcare sharing ministry faithful to the moral teachings of the Catholic Church. Good morning, Chris. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thank you, Brenda. It's such a great topic to talk about. Oh, for sure. You know, celebrating this World Day of the Sick, Pope Francis chose the theme, Merciful Like the Father. Why is it more important now more than ever to care for the sick? Well, you know, I mean, I think really you've got to think about our culture right now. You know, we have a culture that's really promoting and supporting life-denying health care. And we know that the church calls us for life-affirming health care, right? And, and a big part of that is how we support the sick, the dying, the terminally ill, um, those who are disabled, right? And, and I think there is such an opportunity, as you mentioned, for suffering to be not only redemptive, but restorative, rejuvenating, um, to, to teach someone the best parts of themselves in a way they never thought possible, and certainly not a way they ever wished for. Um, but, you know, we do that in, in the context of community and supporting each other and loving each other through suffering. And so it's, it's even more important for us today to, to be that witness to the sick individually um, and to their families and to help and support them. But also, you know, when we do that, we are, um, we, we are being a witness to the world as well, right? And, and so we all suffer, we all sin, we're all living in chaotic times, but let's come together and support people through that. Oh, for sure. Our Catholic faith requires that of us. In fact, with the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, we know that visiting the sick and caring for the afflicted, those are part of what we need to do. Chris, I imagine that while Solidarity HealthShare is there as a business to help support and give an alternative to people, you must also feel very much a strong connection to your faith and being able to provide those services that you do. Kind of share with our listeners more about how solidarity kind of supports the teachings of the Catholic Church with regards to healthcare ministry. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, we do so in our model of, of you know, a, a model of solidarity of members, you know, sharing with one another and sharing in each other's burdens of not only sharing each other's medical costs, but also sharing that burden. I, you know, there's a really great example of this just this week. Um, we have something called a virtual share exchange, which is where the sharing of medical bills happens. And there was a member who had a bill that was, that was shared at $159,000 as a major um, situation, right? And, and, you know, like the top line bill was much higher. But, you know, 666 members 
had, were shared into that bill. And to see the comments from the members saying, wow, I'm so grateful to be a part of this. I'm so glad we can help. And then that member responded to say, thank you all so much. This was a difficult process, and I'm so glad that you were here and that Solidarity was here. And so there's that part of just the solidarity side. There's subsidiarity, of course, which is that we should handle these things at the most local level possible. You and I should solve a problem before we go out you know, to the government or some other body, right? Mm-hmm. And so doing so by choosing your own providers and, and all of those things, those are all the, some of the real practical ways that we do it. But when you talk about you know, the, the previous question and talking about the World Day of the Sick and the importance of caring for suffering, is you know, one of the things I love most about what we do is that when members go through a more severe medical condition or they're scared or worried about a surgery, they have cancer, they lose a baby, whatever it is, we have a whole team that does pastoral care virtually for our members. Um, we reach out to them by the phone. By phone, we, you know, we send them certain gifts and cards and resources. And we even to the point of reaching out to their parish if they need us to, to get them connected to the services in their own local parish and make sure that they're getting supported by their pastor and, and the community there. And that, I believe, ultimately is really what we're about. You know, the, the sharing of medical bills is just ultimately is, is a way for us to enter into that part of people's lives. And the real work that we're called to do is that work of supporting people, um, you know, through that time. And, you know, and, and it's hard. It's hard to do that. You, you start to care about somebody who's across the country, and then you find out that they're going through something difficult or maybe they've passed away. But in that, we're seeing this beautiful community of faith come together and support each other and offer rosaries for each other. And I think that's what God is calling us to uh, in healthcare and, and what we need to be about. Oh, for sure. How many times does your traditional health insurance call you only because they want to make sure that your premiums are paid or that there's something left over that didn't get covered and you better get it taken care of right away rather than looking at Solidarity HealthShare that's calling to say, can we pray with you? Can we call a priest? Can we call your parish to help you in your time of need? I mean, that's what you get. I think that is so unique about this type of healthcare sharing ministry. I'm talking today with Chris Faddis. He is with Solidarity HealthShare. We're talking today about how Solidarity is there for the sick, especially in observance of World Day of the Sick. Well, Chris, you're also committed to protecting your members' freedom of conscience. And I think that's really important, too, because, you know, with traditional health insurance, you don't always know what's being covered, what's being pressed upon you, and how things are kind of behind the scenes getting manipulated. You're there, though, to protect your members. Explain that to us more. Yeah, I mean, we're consistently, you know, advocating for our members' freedom of conscience, not only, you know, in Washington, D.C., but often at state level, you know, um, there's lots of lots of attacks at the state level today. No doubt. Um, you know, that we're dealing with, you know, and, and we've expanded our shareable services as well to make sure that they have access to things that respect their conscience, life-affirming fertility care and, and you know, uh, natural family planning and other services, you know, and, and really just making sure that we're there to support and defend them. And we do that at a sort of that global level of advocating for them, you know, uh, in politics as much as we can, but also in a practical matter of being able to make sure that they have what they need in their in their healthcare program. Uh, and then, you know, and the real life example is when somebody's at the doctor and they need a procedure or whatever, and we're in the process to make sure that what's being done is ethical and, and, and proper for that family uh, and have many times had to step in and say to the family, hey, what the doctor's trying to do here is maybe not okay. I think I may have shared with you the time when a doctor was recommending a terminal procedure for 
twins in utero that needed right. a major surgery, you know, and, and a doctor was, was recommending a terminal procedure for the non-thriving twin. Uh, and we were able to intercept that and stop that from happening. And so, you know, we really have this, this position of being able to stand in the gap and be there because most 99% of people would never have known that that was what was going on. Um, because you don't know the terms, you don't know the CPT codes, right? And so we're, we're in that position to be able to advocate for them, not only at the, you know, the, the macro scale of being at the government, but also in that, in that operating room, making sure, uh, you know, wherever we can step in to, to protect them. Oh, for sure. Chris, I think it wasn't all that long ago that I talked to you about the fact that I went and took my car in and had this long list of services that I had to pay for. And I went through every one. But I've looked at health care bills before. They don't make sense. And to know that, no. gosh, yeah, all of you are there to look after the needs of your your uh, members. So valuable. Uh, it's just always been such a pleasure to talk with you, to learn more, and then just really keeps me in touch with my Catholic moral teachings and knowing that we have a solidarity also there to look after their members. Our listeners, I know every month there are people calling in because they listen to us talk. They want to know more about it. Where are they going to go to find Solidarity HealthShare information? Well, definitely, yeah, definitely visit us at SolidarityHealthShare.org. And actually, Brenda, we have a really great page we created for for this conversation around you know life affirming healthcare healthcareforlife.com healthcareforlife.com is a great way to you know go get the information and, and find out more about solidarity and and how we protect and, and support life affirming healthcare oh absolutely perfect well chris another great month to the to talk with you we take on this new year we've got well so many more months to talk with you and i know that boy there's going to be a lot coming up in healthcare this year and it's always great to have you come on every month to tell us a little bit more about it thanks for your time today thank you brenda god bless and again, that is Chris Faddis from Solidarity Health Share. On the podcast of today's interview, I'm going to put both those links that Chris was talking about so that way you can find out more information about Solidarity and, of course, about life-affirming health care. You're going to find both those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com, and, of course, the Hail Mary media app. And it is 824 at Mater Day Radio. Well, of course, it is the weekend coming up. Maybe you're going to do a little garage cleaning. Oh, I hope so. And maybe you have an old vehicle in that garage you'd like to get rid of. Well, hey, how about Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program? If it's an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation, take you to the main page. All the information is right there. Really quick and easy, just a couple of forms to fill out, and you're good to go. And it's a likely tax deduction for you as well. It's Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship. A place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. 
Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And it is 826 at Mater Day Radio and the FDA to make a big decision on an overdose drug. We'll tell you about it in the news. And after the March for Life in Washington, D.C., a group was told to cover their pro-life t-shirts to enter the National Archive Museum. Not only do they get an apology, they're getting a private tour. I'll have their story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Greg and Lizzie, surrounded by your love. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Your heart is a rhythm that we march to. Not afraid of the valleys we let through In your love we are besieged We grow from your heart to make the world new Not ashamed of your love that always stays true In your love we are besieged
surrounded by your love. That is Greg and Lizzie, surrounded by your love. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, when several people in Washington, D.C. for the March for Life visited the National Archives Museum last month, they were dismayed when staff told them to cover up the pro-life messaging on their clothing or leave the building. Today, National Archives administrators signed a legal agreement to ensure that such an incident will not happen again and offered the plaintiffs a tour of the National Archives Museum as well as a personal apology. Now, whether this agreement heads off litigation against the federally funded museum remains to be seen. The plaintiffs had filed a suit February 8th with the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia, charging the National Archives with violating their First Amendment and Fifth Amendment rights, as well as the Federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act. And Pope Francis again addressed whether he will resign the papacy in two consecutive conversations with Jesuit priests in Africa this month. The Pope said February 2nd during a conversation with 82 Jesuits in the Democratic Republic of Congo saying, I believe that the Pope's ministry is ad vitam. That means for life. I see no reason why it should not be so. The Pope, repeating information he had revealed in a prior interview, said that he did sign a resignation letter two months after his election as Pope in case he should become incapacitated. The Pope again addressed the question of his possible resignation in a meeting with Jesuit priests in South Sudan on February 4th. He mentioned again the letter he signed in case his health should deteriorate to a point he could not resign and pointed to the resignation letter of Venerable Pope Pius XII he prepared in case that he should be kidnapped by Hitler. Well, friends and family are mourning the death of 79-year-old Larry Godfrey. The San Diego resident died following a skiing accident on Central Oregon's Mount Bachelor on Wednesday. Stacey Hutchinson, a spokesperson for Mount Bachelor, confirmed the fatality. It was the eighth death on the mountain since 2018. Hutchinson said that the skier was flown by helicopter to St. Charles Bend, where he died. Godfrey was reportedly wearing a helmet and skiing on the mountain's Winoga run when the accident happened. Friend of Godfrey said Godfrey was an advanced skier and was shocked to learn of the crash, given how long Godfrey had been skiing and how well he skied. Godfrey is survived by two daughters, two grandchildren, a sister, and a brother. Well, starting yesterday, stages and performance venues across the Portland metro area will be packed with some of the biggest names in jazz music. The 2023 Portland Jazz Festival kicked off yesterday, runs through Saturday, February 25th. This festival is in its 20th year. The two-week event takes place at more than 30 venues across the area. Not all of the shows will require tickets purchased ahead of time. There will be a number of singer and bands performing at venues for free, along with education events like a lecture series, jazz and blues conversations, a drum clinic, and a beat workshop. Now, the nonprofit PDX Jazz has organized the festival each February to celebrate Black History Month. Yeah, Portland has such a great jazz scene, and 
PDX Jazz, the website, great source of information. They do a good job bringing it together, don't they? Oh, amazing. And again, they have all of the events listed and all of the free events on one page. So you can kind of go through if you want to do see something for free and uh, it's all there for you. So check it out. Fantastic. I might just do that. Well, a drug that can rapidly reverse opioid overdoses could soon be available to anyone without a prescription. Food and Drug Administration Advisory Committee on Wednesday voted unanimously to recommend that the agency allow a nasal spray version of naloxone to be sold over the counter. Now, naloxone, also sold under the name of Narcan, is a medication that has been used decades to quickly reverse the effects of an overdose from opioids, including prescription painkillers, as well as heroin and fentanyl. Committee members said that the move would save lives. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reports that drug overdoses are currently the leading cause of accidental deaths in the United States, killing more than 107,000 people in 2021. More than 80,000 of those deaths involved opioids. Final decision by the FDA is expected next month. Well, a pilot program that required drivers to buy a timed permit to visit a seven-mile stretch of the Columbia River Gorge last year won't be back this summer. The Oregon Department of Transportation said the program in its current form is too expensive to maintain. The project was meant to address congestion and safety concerns along the highway. ODOT deemed the program a success and said it made the highway safer because of the lack of vehicles on the narrow highway, but it was too expensive. The state estimates that the program would have cost half a million dollars to run, but when all the costs were factored in, it was closer to one million dollars. Now, the only place where timed use permits will be required is Multnomah Falls. The exact date's not released yet, but will be required at least from Memorial Day to Labor Day. I'm, I have not been to Multnomah Falls in a while, but I know that parking lot can get can full. Can get full. Yeah. I'll tell you what, a winter uh, Monday afternoon, uh, wide open parking, because we were just there last Monday when oh, we were yeah. coming back down from the mountain. Yeah. Our uh, family wanted to stop in and see it, climb, walk up to the little bridge there. Beautiful. Yeah. Cold, but still beautiful. Mm, no doubt. In sports, college basketball last night at the Child Center, University of Portland women's team notched another win, defeating St. Mary's 77-66. Maisie Burnham leading the way, scoring a career-high 29 points. With a West Coast Conference record of 13-2, Portland has one more home game tomorrow against Pacific that is 3 p.m. That, by the way, is senior day. So they'll be honoring the seniors on the team. So if you haven't had an opportunity to get out to the Child Center, go out and support them tomorrow, 3 o'clock. In men's hoops, Washington State routed Oregon State 80-62 to last night in Pullman. And believe it or not, the college baseball season oh. gets started today. Oregon, Oregon State, and the University of Portland are all in action The Ducks host Xavier at 3 this afternoon in Eugene. Beavers are in Surprise, Arizona, where they get started against New Mexico. That starts this morning, 11 o'clock. That game gets underway. And the Pilots on the road at Utah Tech. That is in St. George, Utah, and that starts at 3 as well. Fantastic. And then when do the majors, when's opening day for the majors? Yeah, good question. Isn't typically in April, I think? 
think, oh, but they okay. I think they start reporting here coming spring, right up. Yeah, spring training yeah. camp. Yeah. Well, the annual construction of an ice chapel at Michigan Technological University has been completed, and their ice mass celebrated. This is the third iteration of the annual Ice Chapel, which has become a mainstay of Michigan Tech's Winter Carnival. This year's Ice Chapel was the biggest yet uh, allowed for a huge crowd in the outdoor standing room only venue. Now, according to Michigan Tech, it took a little more than two weeks to complete the open air structure built by packing snow and pounding it into shape. In footage of the February 10th Ice Chapel services, dozens can be seen packed into the Ice Chapel, affectionately referred to as Our Lady of the Snows. There were even students standing atop the snowy walls so they could take part in the celebration. Now, this annual endeavor is overseen by St. Albert the Great University Parish, which has been serving the Catholic community of MTU since 1963. Now, the students, many of whom study one form or another of engineering, bring their skills to the table while guided by Father Ben Hass, well, who's been building snow forts since he was in the Boy Scouts. Now, Father Hass is also on hand for the Mass celebrated at Our Lady of the Snows. Unfortunately, the region experienced some unseasonably warm weather in recent days, and St. Albert's announced on Facebook that the Ice Chapel took a beating in the warm weather. As a result, they would have to cancel their last Mass, but they were still able to use the space to offer confession in the chapel's ice confessional it's absolutely beautiful and there's pictures of it online where they've taken colored ice and broken it up to make uh, stained glass windows there's also like a little grotto area that they built that they placed the statue of mary in and they showed the pictures of it at night when they're celebrating mass beautiful that's absolutely beautiful it's time to find out what's going on in our catholic community Well, February 24th to the 26th, that's next weekend, Encountering God Through Forgiveness is a special retreat at Mount Angel Abbey Guesthouse. All are invited to this silent retreat to be led by Brother Louis de Montfort. It will focus on encountering God through the gift and power of forgiveness. The basis of the retreat reflections will be on Christ's life and the Gospels, in addition to anecdotal stories shared by Alan Hunt's book, Everybody Needs to Forgive Somebody. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, at the very top of the show this morning, we mentioned that today is National Random Acts of Kindness Day, a beautiful day, and we also mentioned that we hope you stick around for our second cup at around 8.40 because we have a great story for you involving one of our great pastors, Father King, at St. Thomas More Church here in Southwest Portland. So we're going to have that for you in our second cup right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. 
Have you thought much about your funeral? Most people haven't. But pre-planning a funeral is not unlike planning for other life events. I'm Maria Lee, a cemetery counselor at Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. We are a full-service funeral home owned and operated by the Archdiocese of Portland. I'm proud to be part of a caring staff dedicated to helping people plan ahead for their funeral and burial needs. Pre-planning your funeral is a thoughtful way to ensure that your family members will not have to incur the financial burdens or risk the emotional overspending that can happen when a death occurs. You can choose from several of our convenient packages or only select the goods and services you wish. For further information, please visit our website at ccpdxor.com. That's ccpdxor.com. We are Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services, compassionate and pastoral care. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpointpointe.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 8.44 at Mater Day Radio. You know, I said, I, I guessed, speculated that Major League Baseball opening day was April. In yes. April, I was close. Okay. Opening day, March 30th. <gasps> March 30th. All right, it's right there. So it's coming coming right One up. One month It'll away. Before you know it. Uh, taking a look at your forecast today, just a slight chance of a shower this morning. We'll have a high of 50 degrees with some cloudy skies. Tonight, 20% chance of rain, down to 37. Weekend, not looking too bad. Cloudy for Saturday, high of 47. Sunday, mostly cloudy, high of 51. Looks like the holiday, President's Day, yeah, probably rain rolls it for Monday. All right. Well, currently it is 41 degrees at a Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 39 degrees at St. Juan Diego Church in Portland. Are you ready for a second cup of the morning blend? Here's David and Brenda. David, I think I was ready for today's second cup yesterday afternoon when I was putting this piece together. It was really fun to hear uh, on Wednesday, one of our wonderful priests, Father King, down at St. Thomas More, Mm -hmm. just down the road here from Mater Dei Radio, was a call-ins, kind of a surprise guest. It wasn't even planned. So Drew Mariani, we have him on at one o'clock. Of course, he begins with that beautiful chaplet of uh, divine mercy that they pray with people's intentions. And then I guess the theme of the day, since it was St. Valentine's Day, they were asking people to call in and tell us how they experience love. Yeah. And, And Father King called. Yeah. And this was just a great setup. And of course, I think they probably got him to the top of the list because he aired. And so if you were listening at one o'clock and it was towards the end of the hour, mm-hmm. so it was about one fifty, something like that, you would have heard Father King's story 
about how he experienced love. This falls right into today's idea or national day of random acts of kindness. Right. So here's Father King from Drew Mariani. Father King is listening in Portland, Oregon. Can't wait to hear from him. Hey, Father, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, and my my uh, expression of romance, <laughs> hearing this from a Catholic priest, might sound rather strange. So let it. me clarify before <laughs> before any of the newspapers get online and start putting a, a program together. Um, I was fair, I was new to my uh, back to my diocese. I served in the United States Air Force as a chaplain for many years, and in 2015 I retired and was sent to my current parish, which is a parish with a school. Um, and you know, I didn't know any parish or anyone in the parish, per se, other than I was here, I was serving them, doing what I was supposed to do, and Easter came around, and one of the parents, parishioner parents, uh, said, well, are you going to be home around 1 o'clock in the afternoon? I'm sure. I said, I usually just go home on Easter and relax, and then I take a nap and try to get something to eat. And I said, okay, well, we're going to stop by something. Okay, they want to pass by to say, happy Easter, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I stay dressed yeah. in my clerics in my cassock and everything and I, they called okay well we're coming down the street here pretty soon and so i walked out to the curb and i'm looking for their vehicle because i know exactly what their vehicle looks like and i kept looking looking i said well, where are they in the meantime a car passes in front of my house on the other side going the opposite direction toots the horn it's parishioner so i wave hey how you doing happy easter and i'm still looking down the street i'm not even looking in front of me i'm looking down the street for this people's car <laughs> and next thing i know there is a parade that went on for about a half hour of of parishioners, their kids, hanging out the cars with balloons and banners, wishing me a happy Easter. I was, and I'm I'm telling you, uh, I'm not a very emotional person. I was about on the verge of tears standing on the curb. And I was so happy and I remained dressed and didn't go out there with my pajamas on or something (laughs) like that. But that was, to me, that was an act of love. And for that parishioner, and I won't mention their names or anything, but that parishioner and for those people to have done, I mean, they held up traffic <laughs> on two two major streets That's for great. a half hour, bumper <laughs> to bumper. I was deeply moved. That was a probably the best expression of love I've experienced. Uh, it's such a great story, yeah. too, because it's so, not about, you know, getting something that's material, you right, know. Right, right. Really, I, mean, I wish other people would do that for their priests, because I think oftentimes parishioners, Catholics, we forget about right. our priest when it comes to various holidays, especially something like, you know, Valentine's Day. We always think about romantic love, yeah. and it's so not true. about that. Yeah. So thank you for the opportunity to share that. And I, I do, yeah. again, I'm very appreciative of your previous caller. And, and Father, thank you. I'm appreciative of that testimony because that's, it's really beautiful. And it's such an important message. I have a lot of friends who are priests, and they tell me it can be lonely. At times, and to, to Father King's point, uh, invite him to dinner, invite him to your home, invite him on that trip, right? Or show what what a beautiful gift to give this priest. You know, you didn't buy him a gift certificate somewhere. You gathered everybody together and said, "Father, we love you, and we're going to shut down two streets, and we're going to show you." And what what a gift that is, and what a memory uh, he'll, he'll always have. I'm so grateful, and above all, pray for your priest. Oh, wow, what a, what a great story. That is just an amazing story. And I think yeah. when it was live, because, of course, we hear the broadcast throughout the day here in the station. I think Patrick was yelling from downstairs and we turned everything up. And, of course, thank you to Aaron. He was able to get the clip pulled from Drew Mariani's website. 
Oh, thank you, Father King, for that story. That's beautiful. Mm, yeah, and again, we're, we're, we're airing this because it, it just fits right in with the theme of today, which is National Random Acts of Kindness Day. And so as we started the show, we were mentioning, what can you do today as a random act of kindness for someone's people, whomever the case may be? Here's an opportunity to kind of consciously say to yourself, you know what? It's random acts of kindness day. I'm going to do something. I'm, yeah. And it doesn't have to be huge no. things. It, it doesn't. Hold the door for somebody. Yeah. You know, uh, what about just being on in traffic? Talk about holding up traffic. Mm-hmm. You don't just yeah. let somebody in real easily. G- give them a wave of the hand. Everybody's just trying to get to and from work or home safely. So you can be kind on the road, too. It works there. We were talking to someone, I forget who it was, in an interview a while back, and we were talking about the homelessness issue in in the Portland area and, of course, in many cities around the country and how meaningful it is sometimes just for a smile. To, to be seen. To be seen. To exactly. S- to say hello. You know, they're not invisible as they might feel sometimes. And so those can be simple random acts of kindness, too, just Walking down the street and saying hi, giving someone a smile. Oh, saying thank you. Saying thank being, you. Being gracious and having gratitude for, you know, somebody else helping you. Well, return that and help them uh, and how you, however you need to be. So, yeah, thank you again. That is, uh, again, for Father King, for that beautiful story for his parishioners. And, you know, Drew made a good point, too. Please always remember your priest. Yeah. Invite them over yeah. for dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, let them meet your family. Uh, they have interests, too, from what I understand. Like uh, our priest at Holy Redeemer, he likes a good board game. See? Invite them over and say, come over, let's play a game game of Catan, and I promise I'm not going to just let you win. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It's going to be competitive. So on this random act of kindness day, please remember your priests, your friends, and well, you know, just a stranger on the street in any way, please be kind today. We hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Matre Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, in this prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section of the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for praying with Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. 855 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast as we head into the weekend. Just a slight chance of a shower this morning. High today, 50 degrees. Cloudy, 20% chance of rain overnight tonight, low of 37. Then cloudy Saturday and Sunday. Highs right around upper 40s, low 50s. Currently, 39 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Crowder, our favorite, good God almighty. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I can't count the times I've called your name some broken night. And you showed up and patched me up like you do every time. I get amnesia.
That is Crowder and Good God Almighty. It's 859 at Mater Day Radio. Don't walk around the down and out. Lend a helping hand instead of doubt. And the kindness that you show every day will help someone along their way. Uh, David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Friday. Try a little kindness today. Oh, it has just been my favorite musical kind of day. Audio clips with Father King, the interviews, Ken Hellenius, the beginning of the show. Yeah. It has been my kind of a Friday show. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you all for joining us this week. And uh, hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend ahead. Get out there and enjoy the day and uh, enjoy the weekend. Oh, absolutely. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. We've got a brand new edition of View from the Pew coming up this evening. Please tune in. We hope you have a very blessed day.